0: How do we define free speech? What does that mean to us? What does it mean in America? Who controls that? Who's in charge of what we say in our day to day life? So these are all questions that I think we all want to know the answers to, but sometimes we can't really figure that out until we look at a case that involves these topics. Hey, I'm Owen Zeller. And this is History Class. Okay, so in the intro, I went to talk about some, some things about freedom of speech, what that might mean to us in America, and kind of what that means in the whole world, and who controls that kind of speech. Now, I'm not talking about, like, literal speech. I'm talking about the speech that we present unknowingly, the speech that we we wanna send messages out, but not in the way of forms of words and of, of writing, more of signs that are more physical and metam- uh, metaphorical. So um, I'm talking about a case, um, the Tinker v. Des Moines case of 1969. And what that meant to Americans living at the time. It talked about a controversy around the Vietnam War, and protests happening in the entire country. So I'm gonna before I get into the actual case, I'm gonna talk about the Vietnam War, what that meant to Americans, why we we were in Vietnam, and how we can better understand a case that really defines how we now think about freedom of speech in youth and anybody else but we need some context first. So let's get into that. All right, to start, just a little bit of a disclaimer. The Vietnam War is extremely complicated and full of different wars and battles that all go underneath the umbrella of the Vietnam War. I'm gonna give some pretty basic background information because I think that that'll help understand the case more and why, for the most part, Some of it might have been really controversial. Why, I don't know if America was meant to be in Vietnam or, you know, if we were doing anything of substance there. So we're going to start with that and then we'll get into the case. The case of the Vietnam War is a little like having, I don't know, a guardian figure. Let's call it that. You have someone there to help you out during your tough times, to give you advice, resources, anything you might need. But when that guardian figure would, you know, move away, then you have an issue. There isn't someone supporting you every step of the way. It's up to you. You need to do something. So, what happened with Vietnam was that in 1955, the French no longer controlled Vietnam they weren't in there anymore, they're out. And Vietnam had to make the decision to figure out what it was gonna do with its country without France to help out with resources, with advice, etc. how to run the country. The North side of Vietnam turned communist. They said, okay, we're gonna get help from the Soviet Union, from China, and we're gonna build our country like that. And the South said no. We aren't going to do that. We're going to be anti-communist. And here's where things got interesting. The U.S. said, oh, we're also anti-communist. We don't like the Soviets. China kind of scares us. We're going to go in there and help South Vietnam win. The interesting thing is nobody asked for the U.S. to go into South, southern Vietnam. They went there, or should I say we went there on our own accord. And so we go, and we're losing soldiers day after day when nobody asked the U.S. to come help. We just said, oh, we don't like communism. We're going to help southern Vietnam turn anti-communist. And again, we're losing soldiers every day, day after day, when no one asked for those soldiers to be there in the first place. And that's where the controversy comes from. That's why everyone in the U.S., realized, hey, Vietnam, we're losing these soldiers, but nobody wanted us to be in Vietnam in the first place. We went there on our own accord. And so when it comes to Tinker v. Des Moines, which we'll get to in a minute, that kind of, nobody asked us to be there and yet we're doing this and we're losing our soldiers, our American citizens to the Northern side of Vietnam was kind of heartbreaking. So, I talked a bit about um, protests that were going on because of the United States' decision to go into Vietnam and how American citizens at the time. We're protesting it and setting up rallies to try to prove a point to the country that what they were were doing was uncalled for and mainly unasked for. And a lot of these rallies and these protests were done by college students because the draft for Vietnam was at that age range where most of them knew or knew of soldiers that were like watching their friends die. Another, ba- another side effect of this decision that the U.S. made. And on top of that, it wasn't just these college-aged kids. It wasn't like, oh, my God, these, these college-aged kiddos. They're going out there and there, they're protesting it. What are we going to do? It's just the college kids. No, no, no. It was It was everybody, adults, parents of these drafted youth. It was, it was kids, kids in grade school, and that's where the Tinker v. Des Moines case comes in. It's that age range where authority in a school environment is, is kind of questioning their decisions and also trying to uphold the decisions that America has made at the time. And that's how things got kind of controversial. It's December 1965. A group of young students in Des Moines, Iowa, are planning a protest against the Vietnam War by wearing black armbands as a sign of silent protest. Principals in the Des Moines school district learned about this plan and they created a counterplan. They announced that any student wearing an armband would be suspended and on the first day of the protest, Mary Beth Tinker and Christopher Eckhart were sent home. The next day, John Tinker came to school, was sent home. The students sued the school for violating their rights of self-expression and they wanted an injunction to stop the school from disciplining students. They took the case to district court and the district court ruled that the school's actions were reasonable and that is up to the school to uphold its values. Now, Tinker wasn't done yet. They took the case to the Supreme Court. And from that point on, the rest is pretty much history. So every case brought to the Supreme Court raises a constitutional question. The Supreme Court rules every case because they follow the Constitution to a point where it's almost religious how much they follow it. Now, for Tinker v. Des Moines, the the question brought up was if we should restrict the right to free speech, a constitutional right, in the classroom or in a school environment. And the final ruling is interesting. It's interesting because it is 7-2 for Tinker. Tinker wins the case. The court rules that the bans were a sign of free speech and that it's separate from the people participating in the protest. Therefore. They shouldn't have to be suspended. But it also ruled that the school was meant for learning and not teaching fellow students about their own personal views. And not in, 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 it wasn't granting the students or the principals entirely on their own respective parts of the argument. And those who were against the majority, who, who were against Tinker, said that if the principal had authority over students, they could suspend freedom of speech however they see fit. The final ruling said that if, if, a, if a material would, quote unquote, interfere with the operation of school, unquote, then they could suppress the right to free speech. And this raises some questions of its own. Does this mean that we're, we're supporting the suppression of free speech in a classroom? Does this mean... That, at the time, with the Vietnam War going on, and that America being in time of a bit of turmoil, are we allowing this kind of protest to be restricted because we are are scared of the government thinking that we're against it too much, maybe not scared, but are we are we showing that we don't patriotic enough to our country? Is this just all a scene to prove that? Yeah, yes, I proved to my country that I'm against communism, that I support our decision to go in, into Vietnam despite the consequences. And these questions, there isn't a an necessary answer, but there are a lot of things raised. And I think that's why this case seems so interesting to a lot of people, and particularly to me my, myself, is because it has this significance that wonders. Do we make certain decisions because of our environment? Or do we make certain decisions because of our own personal views? So what does this case actually represent? What's its significance? After all these years, what does it really stand for? Well, I think this case shows how we reacted to our own decisions during a particular time in history, time of civil unrest, in a country that's not our own. I think it was a risky decision on America's part to involve itself in in a war that was a little uncalled for. And I think it did a little more harm than good, maybe a lot more harm than good to America, both in protest and in number of soldiers lost. Number of soldiers lost, but also number of soldiers hurt. Not physically, but mentally. I mean, the amount of PTSD that soldiers have just from Vietnam is insane. It's insane. I think that the Vietnam War was a time of hardcore patriots uh, preaching that we need to save democracy, save anti-communism, and protesters that that are telling the country to send soldiers back before too many died and too many were wounded. And yes, I think the court followed the Constitution for the most part as their job entailed, but I believe that they should have followed the true meaning of freedom of speech a little more, and that it's more than just a ruling, but how our country reacted to our, our own decisions during a time where I think we all needed a little, a little helping hand, because everyone was a little down on their, uh, on their own luck. And that's, I think, the, the significance of this. I think it's sharing what you believe, sharing with the world what it what you keep bottled up on the inside, and that's free speech. Free speech isn't just saying whatever you want whenever you want to about your own personal opinions. It's for the benefit of your environment that you speak out on what you believe in. And I think that might be What free speech really is. That might be the answer to our questions. Hey, Owen Zeller again. Just wanted to let you know that History Class is brought to you by absolutely no one and no one ever will or and will Never, my bad, um, ever sponsor this podcast. I don't even think that this is going to last more than one episode. I think it's like just this. And I made this. I think it's a pretty cool title, though. I might make it a podcast. Ooh, fun idea. All right, I'm going to go do that. All right, bye.